0: You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
1: And, and Jack. Jack! Hey,
2: that's me. Hey, and welcome to episode 47 of Masonic Light Podcast. Pete, it sounds strange in here. What's different? Um, there's no dogs barking? That must be good. Yes, we are broadcasting to you uh, recorded from the Heritage Hotel, also known as Loxley's. Uh, we're about to have a grotto meeting in a couple hours, so we're still lucid. <laughs> currently. <laughs> currently. Um, so today we're going to have uh, Brian Hill's going to come back uh, on, on the show today and talk a little bit more about T.O. Lodges. That's not, if you're a football fan, that's not Terrell Owens, even though he did get in the Hall of Fame. It's a traditional observance lodge. Uh, but we're going to start off how we always do. or right, go around the room and say what we've done Masonically. So, Larry, you're right next to me. Um, Have you done anything other than heal?
1: Other than heal? Well, I healed, yeah. I did a a petition committee last week in Goose and Gridiron, which is uh, always a fun thing to go to. That's about it so far.
2: (sighs) I saw they brought you cake.
1: They brought me cake. They made cakes for me. It was a a spectacular recovery.
2: Jason, what would you have going on? You, You had a lot of weird stuff happening.
1: Uh, I sat in
3: the chapter. That was fun. We did, uh, w- what What degree was that that we did, Jack? That
4: was the Mark Master Mason degree.
3: Was it the Mark Master? Oh, yeah, that's right. So I sat in that. That was fun. Uh, extra meeting at Blue Lodge. My uh, real close friend got his Master Mason degree, so it was fun to participate there. Secretary Seminar, which is kind of a snoozer. And uh, that's really about it since the last time. Jack? Since
4: last recording, we had a state meeting Which is what caused me to miss your Lodge 43
3: presentation uh, with Matt DuPay, which I really wanted to see. Oh, yeah, it was Lodge Perfection, but yeah, we did that as well. Um,
4: So that's really kind of it. We're just breaking in the basement, making it feel
2: more like home. Uh, Another special guest here. We have uh, Scott Helm, past master, worshipful master of Scarrett Lodge in Cochranville. There yes, you sir. Go. So welcome. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm living the dream. <laughs> Podcaster. <laughs> if they put all, the, all entertainers on the bus, I wouldn't even make it on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you done Masonically since uh, the past, say, the past two weeks? I uh, visited Jack's Lodge
5: for his stated meeting. Um, sat through his wonderful presentation about a golf course.
4: It wasn't my presentation. That was somebody else's.
5: Either way, very uh,
4: long.
5: We went to secretary's seminar yesterday morning. That was quite painful. It wasn't.
3: It was amazing.
5: Amazing. Uh, I was thrown under the bus at the district school of instruction. I'm now the treasurer for that. Uh, made eye contact, as you say. Um, still uh, getting squared up from last night's uh, Irish wake we had up in Scottish right. So.
2: I was with uh, Hiram Scottish Riders. Yes, sir. Very
5: cool. We had a uh, midget and everything.
2: I think the proper term is little person.
5: <laughs> Leprechaun. a oh, Okay,
2: well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I wish I was Four there. Four minutes That's... and 52 seconds.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Brian, Brian Hill, what have you done Masonically the past two weeks?
6: Well, Larry uh, shamed me into going to see my good friend Matt Dupay at the... Lancaster Lodge of Perfection, and it was a worthwhile uh, trip. Larry didn't show. Yeah, he does uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and he really missed out on something great. I, I know Jason was also there. A very thought provoking uh, presentation about somewhat about the future of Freemasonry and and why we're in the state of affairs that we are. and. How the old timers are upset because young bucks like you guys—well, not you, Larry—are are are able to uh, are able to progress so quickly through lines of of lodges, chapters, councils, and commanderies. It's
2: because nobody else wants the job. So, like, yeah.
6: (laughs) And then Wednesday, I was at a meeting of Kite and Key Lodge, the tradition, the first traditional observance lodge in Pennsylvania where or we conferred today. a Master Mason's degree, the second of this year. the um, and Last month, we did also did a Master Mason's degree. And it's taken each of those uh, brothers a year to progress up to becoming a Master Mason. And perhaps we'll talk more about that later. Oh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And then the highlight of my week, I wish we were on Wednesday because that's hump day. Uh, that's... That would be Goose and Gridiron Breakfast Society. That should be on Wednesday, hump on Wednesday. day. Yeah.
2: We'll take it under advisement. <laughs> so, what have I had going on? I had, um, last night I was in Valley. I don't know where it is either, near Shippensburg. Um, Valley Tall Cedars Junior Senior Night. So, since I'm the senior deputy, Grand Tall Cedar, uh, I got a free dinner. If I drive 90 minutes in a tuxedo, so I did. Um, so that was kind of fun. And then last week we put on our district deputy and our right worshipful junior warden and our principal of the School of Instruction from Moyers Minutes. Um, they all got their most excellent. Now it's the select and royal. Royal is, is the select master mason degree um, in uh, council. And that was kind of fun. There's a lot of setup for that. Yeah, there's. We all look at each other because there's so many different grips, knocks, and like just contortions that we all forget because we only do it like once a year. So that was it. It's kind of like yoga for fat guys. It's as close as we get. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so these guys were talking about the um, the speaker uh, Matt at. Uh, so we're, we're hope we're looking. We're seeing if we can get permission to uh, to use that. We recorded some. Jason recorded some of the audio. So as, as long as we get the blessing from the speaker, um, we may be hearing that on a future episode.
6: Yeah, it was a
3: gr- great talk. So.
6: Yeah, I'll, re- I'll remind you again that he is an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> well, <we're laughs> he did get the
1: permission to record, correct? Yeah, but no. he said
3: that we we I can't do anything with it until he hears it. Okay, cool. So I got to get it to him after I edit it.
2: He wants to make sure he didn't accidentally say you know have a tretz moment and say something inappropriate or.
3: And he didn't. It was it was right. Great. It was a perfect speech. So, or lecture.
2: Perfect. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk to Brian Hill about traditional observance lodges. Anyway, so we're back. Let's get a little more serious now. Um, oh, no. now? Now. Well, <laughs> Finally. Brian Hill.
6: <laughs> yes.
2: So were you were you part of the one of the charter brothers of that Kite and Key traditional observance lodge? I was. Can you tell us a little bit about that process, how you got started, and what roadblocks you ran into and what encouragement, et cetera?
6: This program's only an hour long to talk about the roadblocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, <have> 15 minutes. <laughs>
6: yeah. No, there were a, a bunch of brothers uh, in the Lehigh Valley area, Allentown, and up in the mountains where I'm from. Uh, we're sitting around talking about how, gee, have you guys read this Masonic Restoration Foundation booklet on how lodges should operate? So we, uh, we looked at the whole process of uh, what a traditional observance lodge was, and we thought, you know, maybe they're right. We have to go back to the future. So we formed a club, first of all, where we kicked around ideas and who would be the first officers and all that stuff and met monthly for quite a while, started the Burns Dinner when it was good, Larry. Well,
1: that was classic, yes. Yeah, we can talk when about it was that, good, Lord.
6: Larry. Uh, and as a consequence, uh, we got the blessing of the Grand Master, who actually encouraged us to do it. In fact, he might have been one of the few Grand Lodge officers that actually encouraged us to do this. The others were very guarded about it, were not in favor of it, and that's where the roadblocks came from. Were you
2: able to get it all done on that guy's watch?
6: Yes. Oh, yes, good. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He, uh, and he insisted we call it kite and key. If you remember, he uh, learned that Benjamin Franklin didn't have a Masonic funeral service, largely because he was a modern and his lodge in Philadelphia became an ancient lodge and they really didn't recognize him when he came back from France. So Grandmaster Unx took a delegation to Christ Church in Philadelphia and they performed a proper Masonic (laughs) funeral service for him. So he asked us, to please name it so it has some reference to Benjamin Franklin. So it was Kite and Key is how we came up with a number for it. I
1: think that's excellent, excellent, really excellent, very interesting, too.
2: So what are some of the, the big differences? So if if I'm going to join your Kite and Key Lodge as a non-Mason, what am I going to see that's different than if I join a regular Pennsylvania Lodge?
6: Well, first of all, we're not going to have a billboard out. This is please join Kite and Key, and you can join us in a one-day class it's going to take you longer and what we do is if someone expresses an interest or we know somebody that we know would be a good fit with us we invite them to come to our festive boards two or three of those and we encourage them to to sit with different brothers so that uh, we get to know them and they get to know us and if it looks like a good fit then we give them a petition we also explain to them what the process is, that he, you're not going to get in here in three months, the way it is in non-traditional observance lodges. And as a consequence, we get good people who want to join and they want to join for all the right reasons. And when they get there, and they they take their entered apprentice masons' degree and we tell them, you know you're now a Freemason. And what we don't tell them is we say, well, you know, you can't attend meetings because you're not a master mason, and until you're a master mason, you can't come to meetings, you can't vote, you really can't participate. They take their entered apprentice mason's degree, and then they're given assignments, uh, reading assignments. They meet with their mentor, and they write a paper that they have to present in open lodge, and then we allow them to take the fellow craft degree. And they go through the same process after that a lot of learning, a lot of knowing what Freemasonry is and what it means to be a brother, and history of where we come from, and why we do the things we do in traditional observance lodges. Write another paper, present that in an open lodge, and then they can take their Master Masons degree. But during this whole process, it takes sometimes a year or more to go through this entire process, but they always can come to meetings as long as we're not doing a master mason's degree or something. We allow entered apprentices and fellow crafts to attend the meetings. Come to the festive boards where we have fun, which is a word many Masonic bodies don't know, the word fun.
4: Does the lodge conduct its business on the entered apprentice degree?
6: Yes. Now, we had to to get a uh, uh... we had to change our bylaws uh, a grandmaster came in who we will not mention any names and gave us quite a hard time about some of the things we were doing uh... for instance uh, at the end of our meetings we have a chain of union it's kind of a traditional thing to do in in lodges in europe uh... in particular and we were told that we can't do that we had to do it at our festa board not after the meeting even though the Bible was closed, the meeting was over, and the person went out and told the Tyler that we were closed. Um, so then, subsequent grandmasters loosened things up so that uh, we changed our bylaws, we could do things uh, in the entered apprentice mason's degree. Uh, we could do the chain of union at the end of the meeting after the Bible's closed, and so forth. It's a very meaningful uh, ceremony at the end, especially after a fellow craft degree and I think I can tell this without revealing any secrets, but we form a circle, and the junior warden tells the the worshipful master that the chain is not complete. And he asks him why. He says, well, there's someone in our midst who hasn't been made a member of the circle. And the worshipful master turns to him and asks him a series of questions, one of which, the most interesting one is, if there's someone in your lodge that you have a problem with, I don't mean, I don't mean to look at you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a can good start. you extend your hand in brotherly love? Well, if you can't do that, well, then you, you're missing the whole point of Freemasonry. And then he asks him, Who gives you the most problems in your life? And then he says, Turn around. His guide is standing behind him with a mirror. And he sees himself. And everyone that's experienced this has the same thought about it, that that was probably a moment in my life that was so meaningful to know that I'm the guy that gives myself the most problems. Wow.
2: I had a hard time getting back to nonsense now.
0: <laughs> I heard rumors that uh,
5: Brian... Hmm. I heard uh, through people talking about Kite and Key that once you're a member, if you don't attend your meetings, you could be fined. Is that true? or
6: uh, No. Well, at, we, because we know our brothers, because we're, we're only 28 members, uh, we know our brothers. And if they're not coming to meetings, we're going to ask them why. It can be that uh, the business takes them away or something. Uh, some of the brothers, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say some, you're supposed to tell the Worshipful Master or the Secretary why you can't be there. So there's a, you send your apologies. I'm sorry I can't be at the meeting because I have a meeting or some family obligation or something like that. But if they're not attending and they're not getting anything out of it, we we don't encourage them to renew their membership at the end of the year. The dues, by the way, are $400 a year. Now you do get 10 meals. Uh, We have our festa boards at uh, the radizio brazilian grill where if you like meat you would love the if you complain do they
2: come out and do like jujitsu on you and
6: (laughs) (laughs) they just come out with swords with meat on it and great big (laughs) knives that cut it but we have a grand time at our festa board because that is one of the things that we're really missing most lodges that, that that I've been associated with you go and you have a meal before the meeting and it's sometimes uh, tomato soup and, ham and grilled ham and cheese sandwiches or something like that this is a real honest to God meal ending with a series of toast we drink wine which when we met in the Masonic yes. temple uh, our uh, temperance members heresy' were, we're really up in arms out there you know they're drinking wine down there well the Grand Lodge uh, sent us a letter and said that's all right as long as you're not buying the wine from Lodge funds it's okay so
1: how'd you get around that some they
6: read, they read the Hyman reason yeah <laughs> they they interpreted the Hyman reason for us and said no you can have it Exactly correct. Yeah. Say so it's at table lodges. So. Yeah. yeah, but at table lodges, they, most of them serve uh, grape, grape juice. Yeah, juice. Yeah, that's grape that's juice. been my but uh, they're, uh, experience. The,
4: you're, you're doing this at the festive board, not in an open lodge. Oh,
6: correct. <clears> yeah. Right.
4: See, yeah. at the festive board, you can you can do that because it's not an, an, open, o- meeting. an open meeting. It's not a meeting that is now open. Uh, well, it's
6: a matter of if the <laughs> Temple Association, you know, they can prohibit it if they want to. But they didn't uh, yeah. when they said well the grand lodge says it's okay well if the grand lodge says it's okay well it's okay by god
2: are there other uh to lodges in pennsylvania now
6: that you've done this there, there are two others there's one in pittsburgh uh, at lucium and uh lodge number 91 columbia lodge in philadelphia uh, was founded in 1805 and they decided after they saw what we were doing that they thought it was a grand idea. So uh, they converted themselves into a T.O. Lodge.
2: I I think it's fabulous.
1: I really, yeah, I do too. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, some of us, that's
2: kind of, I probably didn't even know what it was called, but like for the past five or ten years, whenever we get together talking, we always said, you don't need to make this easier. You need to make this harder. And, you know, people will get more out of it. And, but,
4: that that's us looking at it from the inside out, right? That's not the management of the overall corporation looking at cash flow. Um, the, the The Grand Lodge has to look at cash flow. They have to. It's a it's a multi million dollar business, uh, and and the TO model. I don't think they understand how well the TO model could fit into that business model, um, but it, it's just that you know they want more members.
6: Just. Well, we I brought also, two members uh, in last year, and it took until January and February yeah. for oh, I, them to complete the Master Mason's uh, degree. I, I remember when so all this we're not, was coming not, out. Yeah, we're not a degree mill, right? which is what most lodges are today, because we, we worship uh, on the altar of bigness. And you have to be big, because you've got a big Masonic temple. Uh, you've got the Masonic temple in Lancaster. They have to keep <clears throat> themselves going, and and Allentown the the big masonic temple there there's a lot of real estate that has to be supported I, so yeah you need big numbers for that i, I think i think the difficulty is
4: differentiating um, they're not mutually exclusive you can have a model like the to lodge like the Kite and key and the other ones that you talked about you can have them within the organization and the organization can still do that temple of bigness thing that you were talking about that's fine that's fine. If any of those guys that are coming in through that Temple of Bigness thing look around and say, gosh, there's, there's got to be more than this, then they can find that TO thing. Um, but we're, we, they've res- it's been restricted so much since it started that it's just not available. Um, there's only a few places. Like you, like you mentioned, Allentown, Philly, and, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh are the only ones that, that really present that.
6: Well it It's, it's not promoted. Yeah. Uh, by Grand Lodges uh, throughout these United States because some of them see it as a threat, I'm afraid. Right. That it's not the way we've always done things. And I could get into a whole dissertation about how I think that uh, the ritualists have taken over Freemasonry where it's all about the ritual. I thought maybe in Pennsylvania it would have been put to bed when we published our ritual that we wouldn't be so crazed about it here in Pennsylvania that everything is about the ritual. That That's A, not ah. You know, you, crazy things like that. The and thes. And arguments over that. And that's not the way I have it.
5: Brian, do you think that the New Right Worship will be more supportive? Uh, I mean, he's changed a lot of ideas this year with you know, not not becoming a, a membership drive as a, as a Freemason. Allowing opening and first degree. Opening and first degree. Yeah. Um, Doing
6: that at two meetings, that's a grand start, I think. Uh, do, you, do you see a, a, a change in, in, in the mentality towards T.O. Lodges? Well, certainly, I think uh, the Grand Master, it, he supports uh, T.O. Lodges. He's very about education. Yeah. So and i think he also sees that he's going to have some pushback from others if he goes too fast. So i thought it was a, a great idea and a great start to two meetings a year to open on the enter apprentice mason's degree. And for the very reasons that he stated at his um, his installation, you know, it gives them a chance to see the pageantry and what a big deal freemasonry is. And, and I, the minutes I agree with that. But his his whole idea of education, that's part of what lodges are about we don't want to have somebody coming in and talking about how you run a trap line for a program you know some of the programs we have are maybe they're entertaining but you're not really learning anything you know, you've got you've got worshipful masters who, who work very hard at putting together programs and the, the grand master comes out and says now oh, forget about that uh, you, you're going're you're going do this program on this stage and this program during this month and Leave it a lot be damned all the, all of the work you put in. Uh, no, I have a better idea. And we know that masonry doesn't happen in the Grand Lodge. Masonry happens in the subordinate lodges. And that's an idea that uh, many Grand Lodge officers just haven't understood. That they, they think it, that Freemasonry revolves around the Grand Lodge. And I can say that because I'm an old guy, and you know, what are they going to do to me? You know, s- send me to Vietnam? I don't think so. so.
1: They might but, send you to the home. Oh, wait a minute, you already live <laughs> right,
6: there. Already at the home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break.
2: It's not a home; it's a village. Yeah.
6: It's a village. It, it
2: takes a village. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back cool. with uh, Brian Hill.
7: You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization.
1: Leave, Leave your, your Freemasonry
7: behind. behind. Prepare to meet druids. Caliphs and wild creatures. Knock thrice. And enter at your your own risk. Oh, Danny boy, are we featuring a great group today? Join us as we find our four-leaf clovers and discover the history of the Hibernians. Founded in New York City in 1836, the Ancient Order of Hibernians is an Irish Catholic fraternal organization. The Order can trace its roots back to a series of similar societies that existed in Ireland for more than 300 years. Today, the Ancient Order of Hibernians exists in America, Canada, Ireland, England, Wales, and Scotland. However, while the organizations share a common thread, the American Ancient Order of Hibernians is a separate and much larger group. Members must be Catholic and either born in Ireland or of Irish descent. Its name was adopted by groups of Irish immigrants in the United States. Its purpose to act as guards to protect Catholic churches from anti-Catholic forces in the mid-19th century, and to assist Irish Catholic immigrants, especially those who face discrimination or harsh coal mining working conditions. Many members in the coal mining area of Pennsylvania had a background with the Molly Maguires. It has become an important focus of Irish-American political activity. Active across the United States, the Order seeks to aid the newly arrived Irish, both socially and economically. The many divisions and club facilities located throughout the country have traditionally been among the first to welcome new Irish immigrants. Here, Irish culture, art, dance, music, and sports are fostered and preserved. The newcomers can meet some of their own and are introduced to the social atmosphere of the Irish-American community. The Ancient Order of Hibernians have been on the forefront for issues concerning the Irish such as immigration reform, economic incentives both here and in Ireland, human rights issues, right to life, and a peaceful and just solution to the issues that divide Ireland. The Order has also provided a continuing bridge with Ireland for those who are generations removed from the ancestral homeland. The Ancient Order of Hibernians sponsors many programs associated with promoting our Irish heritage, such as the Irish Way Program, Scholarship, and National History Day Sponsorship. The Hibernians remain very active. To be a member, you must be a male, age 16 or older, a practicing Catholic and of Irish descent by heritage or birth, or legally adopted by someone who is. The ancestry to requirement is waived for clergy want to learn more about america's fraternal history visit the jh rathbone museum in person in lafayette indiana or online at jhrathbonemuseum.org and be sure to like us on facebook
3: and we're back oh yeah yeah we're here with our guest brian hill from kite and key lodge and you are listening to episode number—I don't even know—forty-six.
1: For, no, yeah. forty-seven. Forty-seven. Forty-seven.
3: Let, let's just say fifty-four for the guys in Australia, so we can. Metric. <laughs> we, right. we can get—we can get ahead of them.
1: Speaking of Australia, yes. did you listen to their last, last podcast? I have not. F- one hour and fifty-two minutes. Jack,
2: what, what are you doing? What, what are it these guys doing like of of down there? Larry, they're on the metric system. It, it's only like a half an hour. Oh.
1: <laughs>
3: I will tell you my my Jack Aquilina story. He was in Hawaii for two weeks. And he shot a message to me on Facebook, and he said, uh, now that I'm in your lov- lovely country, and I said, well, I mean, it is technically a country, but <laughs> 3,000 <000 laughs> miles away. <laughs> and most of us... Uh, never see it. Yeah, we've never seen it. He said, well, I bought a U.S. SIM card for my phone, so can let's actually have a conversation on the phone. So that's great. I'll call you on my way home from work. So I, I called him. We chatted. Like, again, couldn't understand a word those guys say, and his connection was so bad that... Uh, Finally, I was like, Jack, if you, if you can hear me, I'll just see you on Facebook in a couple of weeks. Safe travels.
2: Hawaii lost me. They have interstate. They have interstates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, just let that sink in. Just let that
2: sink Drop in. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Lord. Oh, Lord. But in any event, and you also just listened to uh, Seth Anthony in Corporal Obscurum. At least that's what Larry said.
2: Yes, yes we, we did. And All the news good. from All Australia
4: is very interesting right now.
2: Oh, yeah. If you check okay. out the uh, Masonic Light podcast on Facebook and you can see uh, an article I just posted. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. The Australians say this guy was not a, the guy in the article is not even a Freemason, but they're having a big argument with the newspaper for alleging that he was. The naked guy. That would be the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: now the article was like this: grotto guy was What's found naked. <laughs> What's really like, oh, important
4: okay. is that if you're ever, if you're ever, a journalist and you have an opportunity to write an article about Freemasonry, make absolutely sure that you don't speak to a Freemason about that. That that just, none of them ever interview an actual Mason. They interview. Ex Masons or the police that arrested the ex Mason, but they never talked to the Masons about that. So,
2: yeah, it's brilliant. So, uh, we're sitting here today. We're, like I said earlier, we're at Locksley's restaurant and we're going to have our grotto meeting in a couple hours. So, it's about ready to get really loud in here as these um, upstanding young men start sauntering in. Um, so drinks we, in hand. So, yeah, we want to get a few more minutes here with Brian Hill before this, this room gets a little bit too crazy.
6: Yeah, we drink after the meeting, not before the <laughs> meeting. <laughs> uh, this is grotto, Brian. Uh,
1: what are, yeah, all the, know, what know. are all these Deal drinks sitting here on the know. table <laughs> that we opened the bar way before? Oh, okay. Never mind. So, uh, Brian, uh, any big... Upcoming
2: events for Kate and Key. Doing uh, we uh, Larry and I were fortunate enough to go to the uh, Robert Burns
6: dinner. Thank you for the invite. Well, it wasn't very good, but but but,
2: but, but, but thank you for the invite. Yeah.
6: No, I'd I'd have to agree. It was not uh, not one of our. It was our worst effort. It was not even one of our best efforts. No, it was one of our worst and. Uh, Yeah, we'll let it at that. I had the
4: the honor of going to one that was at the the Brazilian Steakhouse. And um, I I rode home with you in in a coma. In the rain.
6: In a meat-induced
4: coma. (laughs) (laughs) That was very interesting.
6: Well, let me ask you a question. Uh Uh-oh. Did you enjoy that experience of the festa board? I I did. I did. Absolute straight up.
4: I wish I had been farther down the table... More in the middle of the conversation because there were some there was some interesting conversation happening toward the middle of the table yeah. that I was only getting tangentially. But yes, yeah, I,
6: our, I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Yeah. It was one it was of our a members great is great Ted experience. Schick, yeah, the chair of the of the yeah. uh, the Academy of Masonic Knowledge.
2: Oh, the the, the uh, Razor Guy. Yeah,
6: it's a lot of. No. No, that's oh. <laughs>
4: no, that's King Gillette.
6: Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> he was a Mason too. And it was harry sorry
1: <laughs> sorry ted if you're listening to this we do apologize
6: yeah no i asked him that question because uh he's had some actual knowledge and experience with uh with kite and key and you're asking about what's coming up uh, i'm not sure what the the program is next month so you're asking me a question that i'm not consulted anymore i'm a, actually i think i'm brother a past schick, master so they don't ask me anymore i just i just think go.
4: brother schick will be in Joining us uh, in August at the AMD in gathering in. Yes. Uh, yeah. He'll Africa. be at the
1: Academy yeah. on March 17th as well. Yeah. Yeah. At St. Patrick's Day, so I'll be in a
2: bar, but you guys have fun at the at the little nerd fest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the> <laughs> which you which you usually go to? Uh, thank you very much.
3: <laughs> right. they'd probably like us to plug Academy Masonic <clears throat> knowledge. So yeah, March 17th, uh, Elizabethtown. No nerds. Well, I'll, I'll highly educated no. Mason's. scholars, scholars,
2: scholars. Yeah. scholars, scholars,
1: only a few pocket protectors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I am a Masonic scholar level. Pete, Pete one.
4: grew up associating nerd with scholar, so it's a thing.
1: <laughs> Brian, one of the things let I want to do, okay, what, what, <laughs> okay. What, what <laughs> okay. okay, I, was I waiting I for got, somebody to I, change this. I've got to get I this in, I've got to get this in before this alcohol fries my mind. You are on this program for the second time. Mm. No one in the history of Masonic light podcasts has ever been invited back twice. What's a podcast? Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Where <Or> Franz? <Frankfurt. laughs> oh, oh boy, hey, my tongue's feeling numb. <laughs> no,
6: but I wanted—I wanted to tell you about the meeting. You didn't give me a chance to. Okay, but I just, yeah, wanted, I just wanted to I mention I just slid it. a note over to Pete and he can't read because he's had <laughs> too much room in him, you know. <laughs> but no, there are a couple of really neat things about the meeting. What meeting? A, a Kite and Key meeting. Oh, a traditional oh. Observance lunch, oh, yes. oh, that's yes. where you're You mean, know our topic I, today, yeah. uh, Larry. No. What? <laughs> I think the best thing is we don't read minutes. Oh, that's good. We don't ask visitors or past masters for remarks after the meeting. You cut you know, 15 instance, minutes off right there. You usually the right hear drink. this. See if this doesn't sound familiar to you. I like to congratulate the officers on a fine meeting. Yeah. Yeah. You never heard, heard that? You. Yeah. yeah,
2: you yeah. Have you ever heard anybody say boy the ritual was really crappy tonight. No. Nobody ever. It's always
6: like you did a really good job for you know
2: for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. So we call on each visitor at the festive board for a response to the toast. Each one of them does. And it's kind of neat. Uh, when Gene uh, when Herrett, the uh, now Grand Master, uh, uh, visited our lodge, we had members of Prince Hall Lodges, past masters, worshipful masters, district deputies, and one of the Prince Hall masons said, you know, I have never felt brotherhood like this in the fraternity before. And it was just a magic, magic moment. I'm we knew that say we this. nailed it when we heard that. I want to say this about Prince Hall.
4: And I know this episode isn't about Prince Hall, but whenever I've attended a Prince Hall Mason meeting, I go back to my lodge and I want to do it better. Have you have you, have you experienced that? There's a lot of nodding heads at the yeah, table, yeah. but there's, I don't there, think anybody there,
2: knows what. They're spot. At least the, oh the at gosh. least Mount Horeb that I've been to. They're spot on with a ritual. Um, and, you know, they do more of the, the web, Preston, so, like, there's a lot more explanation between degrees with lectures that we don't have in Pennsylvania. But they
4: respect the work at a different level than what we do in, in our Blue Lodge, and I, I just, I think that's awesome, and, I, and I, think, I think T.O. does that as well. They respect the work, and, and you're not, you know, you're, you argue that it's not ritual obsessive, but, but it's important. The ritual is well, sure. important.
6: Sure. But it's, it's nothing that if someone turns the wrong way at their chair, it's not the end of the world, right. for instance. And many uh, grumpy old past masters get upset about
5: that. He didn't turn the right
6: way at his chair.
5: Oh, so you've been to scared.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I want to tell you about uh, the principal of the school of instruction used to go to lodge meetings. He'd be there with a the district deputy, and he would have one of those thumb counters, and someone would have a wrong wow. word, and you'd hear a click. <laughs> the guy turned the wrong way in his chair, click. Can you imagine that? Hmm. And then he would tell the master, well, you had uh, 23 mistakes tonight. What the heck is that about? First that's, one was letting him in the door. That's, yeah. brother, that's brotherly love. That's what that is. Yeah, because a uh, past master told me one time after I did a degree and I wasn't a stellar performance, he said, "Any degree that you could walk away from was a good degree." You know, so I, I subscribed to that thinking. You know,
3: I mean, we all know that we make good men better one right-hand turn at a
2: time.
4: Yeah.
6: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jason's Within the length oh, of your cable nice. toe. Oh, all
2: right. <laughs> Hey, li- turn right at the light. Keep on go. straight until night. Yeah. There you go. All right, Brian, thank you very much. Um, stick around, but we're going to go a quick break, and then we're going to have another amazing special guest. <gasps> what? A bonus guest. Bonus. bonus.
1: This is Mark Manner, Grand Senior Warden for the Grand Commander of Knights Templar of Pennsylvania. You're listening to Masonic Light podcast. It's fun, so where does it go? Go, brother, you can
2: even wear a fez and put on a show.
0: Go, brother, brother, you greet it with a smile as you walk through the door. You don't even know what you signed it up for. So call off the labor and unpack your lunch and start to take it down with a rowdy bunch of your friends.
2: Grotto, home of the original traveling fez. All right, we're back with a special guest, probably the the highest office in all of Freemasonry. Well, we have the gro- we have the monarch of Ubar Grotto with us today, Sean Spagnol. Correct. Is that correct, correct. spelling? Yeah, you actually correct. Okay. Correctly, yeah, pronunciation. I guess that's what it is. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Have you ever listened to our show? <laughs> No, I, I actually listened for
0: the first time only because you guys spoke about me last time. So I played it like twice in bed with my wife, and she wasn't impressed. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I was like, it, you got it, it, to it
0: didn't, you gotta listen to this, was, honey. Was she not impressed at the podcast or not impressed in whatever else you were, we're trying to <laughs> she, she was convinced Jack was drunk because he actually gave me a gold, gold star. I did. And I was in tears because it, it's like impressing your mentor and then hearing that you've impressed that guy. So that'd, yeah. that'd be a whole
2: yeah. nother level of manliness if <laughs> you if you could perform while this show is on. This is, this is Jack Harley out. <laughs> well, 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 welcome. No,
0: I've listened many times.
2: Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're in uh, February. This is your second official meeting.
0: Second official.
2: Yes. Um, so how are you like in your year so far? I hate it. I'm, hope, <laughs> I'm hoping next month I can get impeached and be the first
0: first monarch that's ever been impeached. Here. And I think you know which picture I'm talking about that I, you know, well, might put out there. But well,
2: yeah. we've we've been warning you for <laughs> no, years no, no, not no. to.
0: <laughs> no, no. You promised you burned that picture. I never burn you anything. Can't burn electrons.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying right now. Uh, you should.
2: So, Sean, uh, you have a couple weird little jobs for your career. Are you talking about my children? No. <laughs> my <laughs> weird little children? Oh, are.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Um, a monarch, I guess, is a career, um, kind of. At least one day a month. It's up there with, like, sure. President Trump. That's a weird <laughs> little career. It's, it's a year-long career. Yeah. Be careful, dude. He's at a small— he, hey, right now.
2: he's making less money Moved move to a smaller are house. Are being
0: monitored because we're on the Internet? <laughs> yes. Okay.
2: So you are a, uh, a state constable. is watching. Can you give us a 30-second description of what a state constable is? Because most people don't know. Oh, do you remember that scene with the three stooges Where they pretended to be cops That's it right there
1: right?
0: <laughs> At least that's been my experience With the guys I work with And hopefully none of them are masons And are listening to this um, Let the record show that Jason is having a stroke right
2: now yes. we, 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 we can ask um, a lot of We editing. can ask Brian Hill A former warden of a prison What do you think of uh, state constables
6: I think they have their place
0: Oh, <laughs> oh! Thank oh.
4: you. That would
2: be in the men's room. Who in the upper is this guy, day. anyway?
0: Did I offend somebody important?
2: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. This guy in charge of us? He's kind of a big deal. <laughs> like big deal in Grotto. Oh, not in Grotto. Oh no. no, oh, no. oh, he's I chic.
0: Say, I just got to make sure my Blue Lodges pay for. Oh, Warden. Mm, yeah, he's a big deal. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, you uh, you you uh, you own a cigar shop. You. You're kind of a you're kind of a cigar expert. Oh, this, you, you have know. an in with me, but you don't have an out. Oh.
0: I, I, yeah. Besides being monarch, a part-time c- constable for the state of Pennsylvania, I do own a cigar shop. Yes. Right. I was there this afternoon. Cool. Yeah, Jack was there. I For saw him. I Pre- saw my, I saw you on videotape. I was watching my phone cuz I got the cameras working again. That's pretty freaking scary. Yeah. We yes.
1: might as well mention the name of the store. It's DNS Cigar Shop in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. A they do have a months. web presence. Yes. albeit weak, but they do <laughs> have a web a web presence. You have
0: been judged by
2: Larry.
1: <clears throat> you know, w- you would be a good, well, Larry, good I place I only to advertise my
2: shop
0: like I represent my customers, you know. Sometimes oh. they're weak too, but we all have our issues. <laughs> but yeah, we do have a website, uh, www.dnscigar.com.
1: Okay, and you have the best cigars. You really, really have they a do. great shop. The bottom line stuff. is, though, I, I wish I could order them online and have them shipped to me because I don't get over it that way a lot. Well, I, I
0: see I can't card you if we do it over the internet and I got to legally. You if you fill know, the
1: proper documentation on your All right. Or, yeah, if you, or if you, you send, send me, you,
0: <laughs> if you send your senior
2: card, I can give you a discount. All right, too. see, there you go. Yeah. Larry just ruined a funny show. <laughs> <Good>. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh, by the way, I have to ask you, did you get to notice that Ethan's Bible is ready at Lodge?
0: Uh, yeah, I got it's it. It's only he's taken been a, nine He's months.
1: been a Mason, what, a no. year?
0: Yeah.
1: And John Reese, will you tell John his is ready? He's been a Mason, what, two years? So for those of you, you, just you mentioned that don't, don't know, John, know the background, this all the
4: time. <laughs> Ethan had his three degrees at conferred at, at the Grand Lodge of, of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. In the Egyptian room. Yeah. In the Egyptian room. Youngest one to do it too. it was absolutely stunning and, and jack
2: who was just speaking was the conferring master on the third degree third
4: yes, yes. i conferred yes. his third degree again and it was it was absolutely i felt like edith ann in the big rocking chair <laughs> and sitting in the chair yeah
2: you looked like a little kid in that in the I east did.
4: it was so awesome it was like it was like playing carnegie hall it was it was it was incredible, and I thank you for the opportunity. No, I thank sincerely you. That, to do that. That, that, yeah. was...
0: that was when we were close, and I really liked you, so yeah. I really feel oh. good. But now, but you're, yeah. now you have like history in my life, I in know. my child's life. So you're a jackass. That, so. that, <laughs> <laughs> no, that yeah, I get. You know, I get, I get emotional when I think about that day. Seriously, I do because it, it was, it was one of the most special things that I've ever seen my son go through. Um, and I got away with a lot of pictures that nobody saw. But, you know, I Jeff, look at him at night in bed and go, Sean not needs that a Kleenex, by the way. <laughs> not that one. It was uh, a very cool. Yeah, day. It was very cool. And it meant a lot to him, too. He really, really liked it.
2: Yeah, we've seen him at Lodge a lot since then. Once. Once. He needs to show up
1: oh. to pick up his Bible.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
3: Ethan,
1: if you are you should
0: probably go to Lodge. Don't <laughs> petition a <laughs> <go> T.O. Lodge. <laughs> But, yeah, we do. Well, see, the, the one time I took him to Lodge last year, like, everybody bum-rushed them. And I said, no, we just sit there, nothing big happens. And the next thing you're, they, you know, they're honoring one of the oldest, the oldest member in our Lodge. And then they're like, oh, let's bring up the youngest member of our lodge. And Ethan looks at me and goes, you knew this was going to happen. I said, <laughs> I said, I honestly had no idea about this. And I said, but the fun part is there's a lot of purple in here. So this is going to take like five hours for this meeting tonight. <laughs> and, and it did. We were there till like quarter of 12. Um, so Ethan was like, mm, yeah, next time we're going to go to one, don't tell me about it. You know, but, you know, we do want to get some lodge meetings. Um, you know, now that his trip got a little delayed. Well, you can go to
2: one down and scare it. It's there, like yeah, 10 yeah. minutes down there. Okay. Because they forget a lot of stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that recommendation. Okay.
6: Is that the lodge?
4: No. <laughs> no, that's Scott, Scott's. Fight, that's, back. That's yeah, Scott. fight back. Scott. <laughs> fight back. Come on now. So.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll keep the mics on, but... Um,
3: let's, uh... Should we wrap it up and go home?
2: Yeah, let's do that. All right. So, uh... What we're going to do uh, for y- you newbies, uh, we're going to talk about what we have going on masonically the next couple of weeks. So we'll start with you, uh, Sean. So what do you no have pleasure. What do you have gr- grottoglically gr- the next wow. two weeks? Well, let me
0: look at my calendar. I think i uh, got a lodge meeting at uh, Blue Lodge next week, so I can... Pick up a Bible and two napkins. Well, what badges. are you doing
2: tonight? What are we doing tonight? At grotto? we're
0: doing grotto. Grotto, which is Uber grotto, and it's probably the best thing in my life right now besides being married. It's just awesome. You are so, <laughs> so full of Grotto. Oh, I am full of crap.
2: <laughs> uh, what do you know? What's on
0: the menu? I. It's a uh, gopher. For groundhog, I think, but we uh, couldn't get groundhog, break. but it's actually gopher because this is Lancaster County and we have more... Groundhog milk. is a protected species. So. Is it? Yeah,
4: you're
2: not... Well,
0: Dave to Steffi's that. the one that yeah. shot it on yeah. his farm, so <laughs> we're technically...
2: He was eating his struggling. crops. Any, uh, any other program for tonight? Are we doing a degree or we...
0: Uh... We're doing a short degree. Oh, nice. Um, with one candidate. Um, we're talking about a lot of important stuff.
2: I heard um, that the candidate tonight is uh, the past... District Deputy Grand Tall Cedar from York. Oh, wow. We can it's kind of a big deal. What? So we can corrupt somebody big. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a big yeah. deal. Yeah. No, well, they're they're big. It's Rick Snyder. No, it's not a big deal. Oh. So. Scott, what do you have going on in the next couple weeks? Uh, tomorrow night is District School of Instruction for the
5: Fifth Masonic District. So exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thursday is District Visitation down at Kennett Lodge. So I uh, hope to see you there, Pete, because you are now a member of the Fifth Masonic District. I am,
2: and Kennett uh, is my hometown.
5: There you go. So, mushrooms for everybody. <laughs> wow. Not since it's the mushroom, college. It's the mushroom <laughs> capital of the world. Self proclaimed,
2: I heard. Nobody's, cha- nobody's challenging it. <laughs> Jack, what do you have going on in the next couple weeks?
4: I, grotto tonight. Uh, just a couple of weeks off. It's all good. Jason? Well, thanks
3: to our production schedule, most of these things will have already happened by that time. We put the show out, but on Friday, the 2nd, I will be traveling to New York City to watch one of our Lodge 43 brothers perform a duet. He's a, uh, a concert cellist, and he's playing with a pianist, so we're going to do that on Friday night and immediately hit the road to head back uh, to set up for what what It I, took everything you, I had not to oh, say the punchline. You, you, oh.
1: you, you failed to mention that he's at Carnegie Hall. I said I'm going to New York City to watch him play at Carnegie yeah,
3: but Hall. Yeah, but you didn't I, say
6: Carnegie no, you Hall. you did not say Carnegie Hall. It's kind and of important. a important. You said New York. Yeah. It could have been an Irish pub he was well, playing at. What's the matter
2: with you?
3: So there's this little club in New York City called Carnegie Hall. It's a Carnegie crack
2: Hall. house. But, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but so it's bro, uh, Jerome. What's drum's last name?
3: Right, Jerome right. right. So you guys Google him. He's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And then we'll be turning around immediately for our March 3rd lecture series with the guys from the Masonic round Table and Chris Rodkey. But that has already happened by the time you listen to this, so you'll yeah, hear sorry, about Jason, it in a week or two. I'm not to be able to
5: attend that. Uh, like an idiot, I rescheduled a work session at our lodge, so hmm. as
4: Marshall Master, I should probably show up to that.
3: Why don't you come to our lodge and Ring, change I, lights? your
4: work schedule to the meeting, and they will, you
2: know. Yeah,
3: but that's about it. Those are the, the two big things on my plate.
2: Larry,
1: you have anything else going on besides monitoring your heart? <laughs> <laughs> Grotto tonight, Tuesday. Tall Cedars. I'll be there. Seafood night.
2: Seafood Woot. Woot. Yeah. Master yeah, Mason night. Yeah,
1: Grotto. Uh, yeah, Goose and Gridiron Thursday. Uh, lodge meeting the following week, and the Bibles are ready. So please tell Ethan to come pick up his Bible. Damn and it. John Reese, if you're listening, I w- get there I, on Tuesday.
0: I will tell them. Thank okay, you. Thank yes. you.
2: Yes. Thank yeah. You. It's only taking a year and two to get it. What do you have going on next couple so of weeks? I'm so excited! Oh my God!
6: Friday night, Jordan Chapel, of the commemorative order of saint thomas of akon saturday morning all in allentown by the way uh, will be a meeting of the operatives in the afternoon the masonic order of athelstein and sunday morning Garuda Temple Number Five of the oh August God. Order of Light. He sounds like Ed McMahon. Uh, what?
3: <laughs> Aruga isn't that a weird nice time?
1: alert? We had a to <laughs> end it on this. Do you not have
0: any like Masonic thing in the prison? being, you know, there.
6: No, I escaped prison, uh, 17 years ago. It's oh, okay. you're tired. Yeah, I just carry the badge to get out of speeding Speed tickets. tickets. <laughs> yeah. i I use mine for crosswalks. And uh, it doesn't always work, but I, I try to impress uh, constables with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Very impressive. It worked. And I want to thank Larry Maris for the laugh track. Speaking, of, speaking of that,
2: it's Larry's time to shine. Oh, take, take it away, Larry. Larry, take us out of here with a little little banjo.
3: All right.
1: Larry, your phone from, your <laughs>
2: phone only goes to font
1: 30. Oh, <laughs> right. we, oh, okay. Well, banjo music. I'm going to have to do this on the wing again because I can't get the damn phone to work. Um, hey, special thanks to Loxley's What's the name of this hotel? The Heritage Hotel. The Heritage Hotel in Lancaster, Pennsylvania for allowing us to do the podcast tonight. Uh, also, to to our guests, which is John Spenagel and brother Brian Hill. Uh, also and Scott to Helm. Jason, our producer, and for Scott always Helm. doing a great show. And Scott Helm. And Scott Helm, yeah, Washington from Master, Scare Lodge, Lodge, who I am going to speak at in June, for all you people out there who want to hear a real
3: great make it, speech.
1: Right. <laughs> right, naked, yes.
3: Hey, why don't we pre-record <laughs> that just in case?
1: And uh, Jack Harley, our news director, Pete, our host, and myself, uh, hey, thanks for listening. And, uh, Jason Lewis, our producer. I did say that. That's me. Yeah, I did the, say yeah. That. yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, this is Larry Maris, Pete Ruggieri,
0: Brian Hill, Jack Harley, Monarch
4: Spooner, Jack Harley, Scott Holm, Jack Harley, Jason Lewis. Good
2: night. Thanks for listening. Jack Harley. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.